sealinggodspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the sealing of God's people, and it's progressive. That sealing of the servants of God in their forehead in Revelation 7, that God spoke to us back while in uh, Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, on the 19th of January, 2019. In obedience to that, we're doing the podcast on sealing God's people, which all the sealings are progressive. It's line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. The sealing is through the Word of God, the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. And the Word there from the aloft to the Tav, and we see that the seal is the Tav. It's the mark. It's the mark of salvation. When we see the progressive sealing there, we see it in the high priest in Exodus 28. He has garments of glory and beauty. But there's three different sealings there. There's an engraving of an engraver, an engraving of a signet. And we're going to see in Haggai that the sealing there of the signet of God is Zerubbabel, born in Babylon. But we are to come out of Babylon and be ye separate. Babylon is confusion. But then when that which is perfect is come, all that which is important will be done away with. In other words, being led and got into all truth is no more confusion. And the Holy Ghost is getting us to that mark. The mark is the Tav. It is the mark of the cross. It is the way, the truth, and the life in the spirit of truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And when the Lord said, seal my people by my word, as angel ascending from the east, the east is RMD in the word of God, eastward, which is the work of the Holy Ghost, not of any man that any man can boast, but in, through, and by Christ alone. There are many different levels of the sealing. There are four different levels that we'll talk about and we have been talking about in the podcast. If you haven't been following, please do. When we talk about the first sealing is that of newborn babes, desire the sincere miracle of the word that they may grow thereby. And we're sealed according to the birth. Now in Exodus 28, 9, we see that is a sealing on the onyx stones on the shoulders of the high priest according to the birth, born again, and on each of the onyx stones, which means to blanch or to make white, are six of the names of the tribes of Israel on one stone and six of the other tribes of Israel on the other stone. There we have the two stones on the shoulders of the high priest being lifted up on eagle's wings, under the shadow of the Most High, according to the birth. Therefore, we see in 1 John 2, verse 12 through 14, I write unto you little children. Now, they've gone from newborn babes that desire the sincere milk of the word, because not only are their sins are forgiven for his namesake, I write unto you little children, because you've known the Father. So that sealing first is by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, until the day of redemption. We see that in Ephesians 2. We have that sealing of the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Now, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, the blood flow among the members in the body of Christ, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. But there is a continual sealing in a progressive growth from faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, into the image of Jesus Christ, not something less. For whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate, be conformed to the image of his Son. And those that he did predestinate, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The Lord did this, that he'd be the firstborn among many brethren, bringing many sons unto glory. The mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world in Ephesians 1 has been to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus. 
So at first we're newborn babes, but we're unskillful in the word of righteousness. As Paul stated to the church in Hebrews 5, that speaking of Melchizedek and the king priest that we are called for. Melchizedek, Melech, King, Zadok, righteousness. The king of righteousness. After the order of Melchizedek, the priesthood of Jesus is after that order of Melchizedek, allowing us in the body of Christ to become kings and priests, and we will reign with the Lord in the earth. And we see that in Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And as Paul was going to expound on this work, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, in that Melchizedek, he said to the Hebrews, it's hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing. He goes on to say, that when you ought to be teachers, this was in the Pentecostal reign, in the season of Pentecost, started some 2,000 years ago, that we should be there. Paul said it's hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing, speaking of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus as king priest, after the order of Jesus, after that made a son forever after the order of Melchizedek. And in Hebrews 5, he says, these things are hard to be uttered, and these things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. And Jesus uh, spoke that I have many things to tell you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. And he had been with them for three and a half years, but he said, when the Holy Ghost has come, He'll speak of me for all that the Father's given, given unto me, and he will show you things which will come to pass. And in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, the servants of Jesus Christ, things which must shortly come to pass, set and signified it by his angel unto John. The signified is a seal, the sign is a sealing. The sign of circumcision which are those called by his name, being circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, and that circumcision of Christ, that the body of the sins of the flesh are cut off, circumcised by baptism, Colossians 2.12, through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead. So he is not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and that circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not of man, but of God. Romans 2, 28 and 29. Now, assuming that we have partaken of the first four feasts, then where are we in the body of Christ? In the present proceeding word of God from the throne. That is now present truth. If we have partaken of the first four feasts, the Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits in the first season of God, we have been in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And that is proclaimed to us in the Gospel according to Matthew, the Gospel according to Mark, Gospel according to Luke and Gospel according to John. We see the death, burial, and resurrection are the Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. How do we get into it? How do we get into that feast? It's given unto Peter, the keys of the kingdom, and on the day of Pentecost, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter said, standing up along with the other eleven, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. For the promises unto you, to your children, to as many that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's the first three feasts is the death, burial, and resurrection which is repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ raised in the newness of life. If you have done that, 
you have partaken of the first three feasts of the Lord in eating the flesh of the Son of Man and drinking his blood. Then we go into the second season, the feast of Pentecost with one feast of weeks, which you wave two wave sheaves with leaven, which speaks of Pentecost. You will number seven shivas or seven sevens after first fruits and uh, on the morrow. Pentecost, 50 days after first fruits, after the first begotten from the dead, the feast of first fruits. Then that is Pentecost. You receive then born of the Spirit of God. You receive the Holy Ghost with the outward evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That happened uh, then in Acts, the second chapter. Those are the first four feasts. Now, we have been waiting and seeking the Lord, occupying till He comes, growing up into Him in all things for over two days, over 2,000 years. Now we're in the third season of tabernacles. If you have eaten the flesh of Jesus and drank His blood in the first four feasts, then it is time for us in the body of Christ in this present season of God, this feast of the Lord, to enter into this new season in the first feast of the Lord, the Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh, the head, or the beginning, the Shana of the new year, the Feast of Trumpets. And that is the ministry voice of Jesus. Now we're talking about what the ceiling is, the different glories or growth states in ceiling. John breaks it down for us in his epistle in 1 John 1, verse 12 through 14. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write unto you, little children, because you've known the Father. Those that are little children have grown from babies, the newborn babes, which are unskillful in the word of righteousness, as Paul stated in Hebrews 5, speaking of Melchizedek, king priesthood. They don't understand that. They don't understand the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. They're unskillful in that. And Paul stated, you have need to be first taught again when you should be teachers. You should already know this. You have need to be first taught again of the first principles of the oracles of God. The those that, and you are in need of milk as the newborn babies. And those that are in need of milk are unskillful in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness, as we covered in the previous podcast, is righteousness is the Melchizedek ministry, king of righteousness, and the king priesthood that you and I are called for. And that righteousness, biblical righteousness, is revealed to us in John 16. That when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me, Jesus said. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father. And of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Now, what is righteousness? Biblical righteousness is there revealed in John 16. That... Jesus proceeded from the Father, came into the world. He is the Father manifest. Died, was buried, rose again, death, burial, and resurrection, and went back to the glory of the Father. He laid aside the glory to be a man, made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6, in order to add to him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. So God himself, with his own body of flesh and blood, could redeem us that were under the law. That required the Lord God himself to humble himself, making himself of no reputation. That is Philippians 2.6. Taking on him the form of a servant. Taking upon him the form of a servant is God himself, as in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, the tetragrammaton, the yod ha ha the Jehovah, Jehovah Lord God Almighty, 
and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. The Lord is that servant. He is that man. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God, your Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. We've moved off of that revelation of Christ from a one Lord into a Trinity doctrine, which there is only one. Now, with that said, that those that have an ear to hear are coming out of Babylon into the true one God, realizing the work that God did in and of himself alone when he made himself a body there to redeem us that were under the law. Now, with that said, if you have that revelation and you have partaken of the first four feasts, then where are we now? We are in the season of tabernacles. We are in that first feast there in tabernacles, which is the fifth feast of the Lord in the third season, which is the Feast of Trumpets, the Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the new year, which takes two witnesses that we see in Revelation 11, that God will give power unto his two witnesses. Some very essential things happen in the truth there. Number one, John said, there was a reed likened to a rod given unto me, saying, rise and measure the temple of God. Now we know the body of Christ is the temple of the Lord, not an iron, not a physical brick and mortar temple, but a naos. Jesus said in John 2, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. And the Jews had misunderstood this. They said 40 and 6 years were they in building this temple. And will you raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Naos, not Iron. That Naos is the body now of Christ, which the body is the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. Jesus, the head, we, the individual members in the body of Christ, making but one body. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God is above all, Father of all, and in us all. Ephesians 4. Where are we now? What is this head of the new year? This new thing, this kainos, that thing that God is doing now. This new thing that God said, I will do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. The Revelation 12 man-child will be birthed. There will be great birth pains, beginning of sorrows, birth pains. In Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. We are entering into these times now. We are in that third season, Tabernacles, for those that have an ear to hear. When God said, seal my people by my word, not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his name's sake, it is through the word that we are grown up into him in all things, sanctified by one offering. He has perfected forever by one offering them that are sanctified. How are we sanctified? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As we read in the book of the Revelation, in Revelation 4 and 5, there is a mystery. There is a mystery of the living creatures. The four beasts, or the four zoe. In Revelation 4 and 5, we are told by many commentators these are angelic beings, but they are not. There are so many things that God is now revealing to those that have an ear to hear in the revelation of Jesus Christ. We find that we are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He prepared a place for us, not for him, for us. And there are four and twenty seats in heaven that we find in Revelation 4. And four and twenty elders sitting up on those thrones. Those seats in heaven are where we, as king priests, are made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Even as Peter said in his epistle, 
You are lively stones, a royal priesthood, whereby we offer the sacrifices of praise unto our Lord God. We are those lively stones. We're that royal priesthood. We are the ones built up a spiritual house of the Lord our God. And John said, there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me, saying, rise, measure the temple of God. We're going to be measured. And the altar, that's your prayer life, your dedication, your consecration, presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Why? That we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for us this. Each individual member in the body of Christ has a particular will of God to do, to accomplish, to obtain by faith, not through our works, but through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in obedience unto righteousness. And there we find not only four and twenty seats in heaven, we find four beasts before the throne. Now remember, we now have been translated. The same word used for Enoch. The same word that Elijah was to be caught up into the heaven. And that same that Ezekiel was caught up by the lock of his hair between heaven and earth and saw visions of God to Jerusalem. The same that we as a body of Christ are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom of light. It's a translation. It is a place spiritually that we had not obtained before, but through faith and obedience in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're now made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The four beasts before the throne of God are the four zoe, the four living creatures, which are lion, man, calf, and eagle that we're going to find are the living creatures before the throne of God along with the four and twenty elders and the four and twenty seats in heaven whereby we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's only through the Holy Ghost that we can see these things. For I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now the Melchizedek, the king priesthood, the high calling of God, for the body of Christ as kings and priests, was revealed and is still being revealed in the Pentecostal realm. Even though we've gone into a higher realm, it is still, repentance and baptism is still necessary. We do not forget the various seasons. We bring them into remembrance. And each of those leaving, didn't say forget, but leaving, therefore the first principles of the oracles of God, let us go on unto perfection. Hebrews 6 and that is uh, the perfecting of the saints. Called to be saints means sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. We, as the body of Christ, are to obtain that glory. From faith to faith, from glory to glory. Now God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. No man can say this is by our own works or by our own intellect or our own wisdom. It is only through Christ, for the Lord is that spirit. Christ is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Now, that's where we have been taught 
in the churches. I'm afraid that, that you're saved and that's it and there's nothing more for you. Just wait for the rapture and the sweet by and by and then we'll know all things. But we are to add to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge. And we are told, my people perish for lack of knowledge. These exceedingly great and precious promises are given to us that we might escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, not ours, his. Therefore, it takes a renewing of the mind. That's something that we have to do to sanctify ourselves holy, both spirit, soul, and body. And in Romans 12, it tells us how to do that. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed, a translation, metamorphed, changed, in the renewing of your mind, not conformed to this world, but being transformed, a transformation by the renewing of your mind that you may prove there's only one way to prove what the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is and for me, and that is to know the scriptures of God and to hear his voice. If we don't know the voice, which all my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow, and we don't know the voice of God, then how can we be obedient unto righteousness? Which is the Melchizedek ministry, Melchizedek righteousness. And we find in Romans 6, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey. Even though we have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, Christ in you the hope of glory, we still have to have a transformation. We have to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And that only happens through the word of God, seeking the Lord. In these scriptures of God, which are well able to save us, search the scriptures, for in them we think we have eternal life. And these are they that Jesus said, testify of me, not of us, of me. From Genesis to Revelation, it is the Lord Jesus Christ. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. Why? That will bring many sons unto glory, of which reason he's not to declare and say that we are brethren, for we are all of one. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. We're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. So we cannot be at ease in Zion. Woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their lees. We must be stirred. Not static, but dynamic. In the Holy Ghost, the way of light is always on the move. And there is greater light every day that goes by for the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So therefore, we're getting closer and closer to the coming of the Lord and growing up into him in all things, in all truth. For the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Focusing on the present truth that we are made to sit together in heavenly places and we are to be changed into the same image of Jesus Christ. John was given a reed like unto a rod saying, rise and measure the temple of God. That rod is the stem of Jesse. It is Christ. And the altar, your sacrificial life and them that worship therein. That's the truth of the word. Not only worshiping God in spirit, but in truth as well. We're going to all be measured. But the court which is without, leave out and measure not. For it's given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall be trodden underfoot 42 months. 42 months is time, times and a half, three and a half years. Uh, 1,203 score days, which is the work of the ministry, Jesus cause a sacrifice and oblation to cease in the midst 
of the week. He will confirm that covenant with many for one week. The covenant. The covenant is Jesus Christ. Not a league made where the Antichrist works deceitfully against Israel in Daniel 9.27. But in the midst of the week, he causes the sacrifice and oblation to cease, just like Jesus did in the midst of the week on the cross, causing the sacrifice and oblation to cease, fulfilling it by his own blood, offering his body a sacrifice for sin, his soul made an offering. He caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he'll make it desolate. And that determined will be poured out upon the desolate, the desolator. And that's the reason why we're going to see in the day of Uzziah, which is of that lineage of uh, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz. And that in that day, in that time that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up his train, filled the temple. That temple is us. And we find at that point, seraphim. Two wings they covered their eyes, two wings they covered the feet, and two they did fly. That literal fly there is taking, uh, and literally the wings being heard into the outer court, the word of God. And Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I'm undone because I've seen the Lord. When you see this, you see that we in a Pentecostal realm must go higher. We must go higher. We must come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man because he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. And in Matthew 5, he said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Oh, my. Perfecting of the saints. Yes. And he gave a fivefold ministry to do that. For the perfecting of the saints. Why? Because then they're going to use, be used as vessels and instruments, meet for the master's use for the work of the ministry. The everlasting gospel being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. For the edifying of the body of Christ. For the edifying of the body of Christ requires the body of Christ to come together, being you know compacted together of whichever joint supplies, yeah, bone to bone, body of Christ coming together, that uh, Ezekiel bones uh, literally coming up to a great army, bone to bone, prophesying over those dead bones to live. Of whichever joint supplies, to have a joint, you must have a bone connected to a bone, the body of Christ coming together, not denominations, no denominations. God will break down the denominational walls to bring his body out into one body with him being the head. Not man-made doctrines, but him being the head. Of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. That is through the supply of the Spirit. And God's calling us right now at this present hour for that glory. And who will have an ear for the time to come that we're in right now? So what is that time? And he gives power unto his two witnesses. The two witnesses there are there bringing in the Rosh Hashanah, the head of the new thing, the new Yom Kippur, that that uh, that day of atonement that's fast approaching. Blow the trumpet in Zion and cry. Alas, alas, for the day of the Lord cometh. It's coming. It's nigh at hand. It's the it's the, the voice of the bridegroom coming at midnight. You know, cry aloud, the bridegroom cometh. There are ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. The five foolish and five wise are all saved at that particular point. They're good Pentecostals partaking of the first four feasts, but this is a different season.
tabernacles. Not Pentecostals, but tabernaclists. They realize they've got to go higher. Not through our works of righteousness, which we've done, but the righteousness of God by faith. And there, being pleasing to God, there were all of the virgins went out to meet the Lord when he came. Right now, the midnight cry is, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. He's coming. We have to have that oil in our lamp now. We must have it now, as it was in the days of Noah. By Noah, that righteous man preaching, by that one man, he believed God, and eight souls were saved by water. A like figure with baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God. But there was a time in a seven in a Sheba that God shut the door. After seven, uh, each of the seven of clean and uh, two of every unclean were in that ark. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high, 30 being the price of blood. It speaks of Jesus, the ark of the testimony, which we find in Noah's ark for salvation through the time of judgment. God shut that door. It was seven days that Noah waited in there before God broke up the waters of the great deep. The windows in heaven were open and it rained 40 days and 40 nights. All that were not in that ark were destroyed. That ark is the ceiling. That ceiling of God's servants in their foreheads in Revelation 7. And what does it have to do and where and what is required of us as a body of Christ now? To enter into that truth, to understand the truth of the word of God. Somebody said, well, it really doesn't matter. There's so many different doctrines out there. Sure there are. And every promise of God has to be believed. In Hebrews 4, Paul states it this way. Take heed lest a promise, a singular promise, slip any of you that you should seem to come short of entering into his rest, that eternal rest, that eternal Shabbat, that you seem to come short of it. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. We are to be at work about our Father's business, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to be stirred up. We're to be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. That is the midnight cry right now. That midnight cry is going through the world right now. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. What do we do? We have to get oil in our lamps. All of them at that particular point were in the truth of Pentecost, but they had not gone on into that last season of tabernacles in that new thing that God will do, the Rosh Hashanah, the head of the new thing, the new year. God said, I'll do a new thing. Yet if a man tell it, yet they will not believe. God will do a new thing, and it will surprise the hypocrite when he does his act and bring to pass his act, his strange act and bring to pass his work, his strange work. Isaiah 28, he's doing it now. For those that have an ear to hear, let's see what it is. It is a work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? That we're called for. Well, we have to understand what the work of the ministry is, but it's only for those that are perfected and believe that word and have oil in their lamps. In present truth, not Pentecostal truth. That's the first four feasts. Yes, that is the truth. And not one altar, not one uh, feast of the Lord can be skipped. We have to make sure that these extremely great and precious promises given to us, that every one we have to apply and believe. Lest a singular promise slip any of us, we should come short of entering to his rest. Because it's through these exceedingly great and precious promises that we escape the corruption of the world through lust. We escape. That's not rapture. We escape the corruption of the world through lust 
being made partakers of his divine nature. And there's your seal through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Ghost, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the only way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But there are different levels in Christ, height, depth, length, and width of Christ. And that is where we are in the present truth. Now, we're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in that priesthood, a royal priesthood, lively stones, whereby we're offering praises of God, offering the sacrifices of praise, the calves of our lips. But we also have four beasts before that throne. Now, those four beasts are the four zoe, are the four living creatures that we're told that those are angels. We're also told in Revelation 19.10 that that man that John sees is is an angelic being. No. And uh, take a look at the scriptures, the word of God, as we see in Revelation 5, speaking of these four beasts, four zoe, the lion, man, calf, and eagle, we see in there that they're going to sing a song that only the redeemed can sing. The angels desire to look into these things and cannot. Because he did not redeem the angels. He did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. Revelation 5, it says in verse 8, And when he had taken the book, Jesus Christ, the only one worthy to open the book, the lamb slain, and he has taken that book and opened the seals of it, He's worthy. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Somebody said, but they could still be angels. No, they, next verse, verse 9, Revelation 5, verse 9, and they sung a new song, saying, thou art worthy to take the book. And open the seals thereof, Jesus. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. So the four and twenty elders and the four beasts are the redeemed. That is the king priesthood that God has called us for. These are not angels. We see the same truth in Revelation 19.10. John sees a man and he bows down and as he's going to worship him. And the man says, see thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants. Fellow servants and of thy brethren. Thy brethren? Yes, that have the testimony of Jesus. What is that? It's the body of Christ, but they have a higher glory than just a Pentecostal glory. More than just repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and having the Holy Ghost, but they have gone on crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, doing the will of God and members compacted together and joint supplies and the body of Christ coming together into the unity of the faith. And this is into the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge of the Son of God is not just knowing Him after the Spirit. It is not gnosko. It's epi-gnosko. Epi, much higher glory. Well, how high? To the knowledge of the Son of God, the epi-gnosko knowledge is being in the image of Jesus Christ, in the fullness of it. And we see that in Ephesians 4.12 into the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, that man fitly framed together, the body of Christ, not being under denominational uh, catechisms and and doctrines of dogmas and and, uh, various, uh, uh, you know, uh, doctrines that we're going to, uh, this is what we stand for with our creeds, but literally in the image of Jesus Christ, to the fullness of the measure, the stature of Jesus Christ. 
growing grown up into him in all things. That's letting guided into all truth. And that's where it is right here. In Revelation 19.10, that John sees this man. He's seeing the body of Christ. Jesus ahead, we the body. And if anyone knows the Lord Jesus Christ, John knows him. The Apostle John, John the Revelator, he knows him. And it was so full of Jesus in the image of Jesus that he was sure this man was Jesus. And he bowed down to worship. He said, see thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow brethren, fellow servants, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. What is the testimony of Jesus? Worship God. Not me. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy, Revelation, without the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. What is the testimony of Jesus? We see in Revelation 12, there was a great sign, a wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon and under her feet, upon her head a crown of 12 stars, cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. Now that's birth pains, bringing forth Jesus in her. She brought forth a man-child, caught up to God and to his throne. Who are they? Who are these? These are the worms, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God. If you love God, you keep his commandments. And they have something that the other Pentecostals and other fundamentalists don't have. They've grown. They have something called the testimony of Jesus. They keep the commandments of God. That is, they show their love and have the testimony of Jesus. That is the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is the testimony of Jesus is these things that you are revealed by the Lord Jesus Christ as servants of God and will be sealed with that word in Revelation 7 through obedience to the word, through the Holy Ghost, sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. There requires a transformation. There requires a, a literal translation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, then growing up into him in all things. That is... Uh, the testimony of Jesus. That is the spirit of prophecy, which the things are the things of faith. If you read Revelation 1, verse 1, it said it is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. We need to be reading this book. It has a blessing with it. And uh, it's given to us to know these things. It's not some book that's, oh, we can't understand it. It's given to us to know, to show unto his servants Show us, let us understand it, things which must shortly come to pass. It's sealed, sent and signified by his angel unto John. Fred Gizzo is the sealing. We have seven seals. Jesus is opening those seals, but it's the body of Christ that preaches it. Jesus is opening those seals now to those that have an ear to hear. But the four beasts are the ones that say, come and see. They're the ones that's preaching this word. That's the work of the ministry. That is the gospel of the kingdom of God being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But not everyone. This is not just handing out a track and say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a living testimony. This is bearing the fruits of the Spirit, and uh, not in word and in tongue, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. This is the power of God unto salvation manifests in and through the body of Christ, the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. This is where we're at to those that have an ear to ear. The body of Christ must come together. The dead bones are out there, scattered over over 33,000 different denominations is what 
Wikipedia tells us that that's how many denominations of Christian faith there is upon the face of the earth. Taking their word for it. That's a lot of different ideas and different doctrines of dogmas and, and creeds there that they believe is salvation. And all believe that they're right and correct. But there will be one body that will work for the work of the ministry, that God will use as vessels unto honor, meet for the master's use. These will be the ones that are sealed. These are the ones that will proclaim the everlasting gospel of the kingdom of God, preaching to all the world for a witness unto all nations, this everlasting gospel. And then the end will come. But it will go for three and one-half years, time, times and a half, 1,203 score days, literally fulfilling the week of Jesus. He was cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself, that the sacrifice and oblations would cease. No more, because God has fulfilled it. In the body of his own flesh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father revealed. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. God did in the days of his flesh. Therefore, we have to lay down our lives for the brethren. This is where we are now in the body of Christ. We will be discussing this order of Melchizedek, the king priesthood, what it takes to be there, what the present truth is, what the four and 20 elders represent in the priesthood, that holy priesthood, a royal priesthood and what the four beasts are, which are the cherubim of glory in 1 Kings 6.23, as well as Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, realizing they are by the river Kibar. These are the cherubim. And we will go explicitly into that and determine what we are to do just as Jesus did, walking in the light as he's in the light. And what we need to understand is that we are called for this higher, this higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. This high calling of God is higher than Pentecost. If you're a fundamentalist, you have partaken of the first uh, uh, feast of the Lord. You've repented. Wonderful. God moved for you. You ate the flesh of Jesus and you drank his blood in the first feast of the Lord. Now you go to feast of unleavened bread. You're buried with him in baptism. Then you're raised to the newness of life. You partake of the feasts uh, there of unleavened bread and the feast of first fruits there. Buried with Jesus in baptism that the body of the, sin, of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. By baptism, through faith in the operation of God. A spiritual circumcision of your heart in the spirit. And then you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the fourth feast of the Lord. Some people have only partaken of the first feast of the Lord, repented, and received the Holy Ghost. Skipping feast number two and feast number three, feast of unleavened bread and feast of first fruits. Without that, we will not be able to enter in because they had not on a wedding garment. As many as been baptized into Christ is put on Christ. That's your wedding garment, which is only through and by baptism in his name. As many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And those that are joined to the Lord are one spirit. They're but one spirit in the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, there's four feasts there. We're going to the fifth feast of the Lord in the feast of uh, trumpets, the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh, that Rosh is the head. It is the head of the new beginnings in which this is the new thing that God is doing. It is a season of Rosh Hashanah. The book of Acts is still in progress. No amen in the, in the book of Acts because it's still being written in heaven. Literally upon the tables of our hearts. Holy Ghost moving through grace, which is an effectual working. Grace is the effectual working of the Holy Ghost. It works through righteousness, Romans 5, on our heart. And it's reflection in life through the action of the Holy One. It's revealing Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Christ in you, 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is the Father. It's that Spirit. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Son of God. So who's a liar, but he denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Antichrist that hath denied the Father and the Son. Somebody said, I didn't deny the Father. Yes, you have. Christ is the Father. Yeah, if you say and understand that Jesus is the Father, you're little children. You've gone from babies unto little children. You know that Jesus is the Father of glory. He's the Father revealed. John 10, 30. Uh, I'm my Father one. John 8, 24. Except you believe that I am He, the Father, you shall die in your sins. That He is the Father of glory. John 14. They ask, Lord, show us the Father and it suffices us. Philip asking that. And Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you? And hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me, seen the Father. Now sayest thou then, Show us the Father. Jesus is the Father of glory. Righteousness in the Melchizedek of John 16. The forerunners entered in. That is, he proceeded from the Father. He is God. He is the Father of glory. He was manifest in the earth. That's a mystery. It's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Colossians 2, 1 through 9. That mystery there is and must be received in order for salvation. We must believe. Whosoever is born of God, uh, born of God believes. Uh, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, 1 John 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, that he is God, that he is every office of the Spirit, he is the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, he is the Son of God, Son of Man, is born of God. That is the true Christ. That is the true revelation of Christ. But we've shifted the foundation of Christ into, into more than one, and we have now confusion. We must come out of that confusion, Babylon, into the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. He is the Christ. He is that God of glory. He is the Father. And that is, if any man abide not in that doctrine of Christ, Second John 9, is not of God. Whoso abide not in the doctrine of Christ, is, hath not God, Second John 9. So we're called and we will get into the explanation as we look at each of the cherubim of glory, the lion, man, ox, and eagle, what that does and how does it apply to you, the body of Christ, why Elijah must come first, and what is Elijah, what is that that catching up, caught up there into heaven in a chariot, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. We'll get into that in the next podcast. Be sure and tune in. There's a higher glory. It's for you. Tell your neighbors to subscribe. Download the app, Sealing God's People. Let's come in together into one for the work of the ministry that God is preparing his body now for the work of the ministry. Friend, we have our gift offer this month, gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ, which is essential for our sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers, and then final fathers, having their father's name written in their foreheads. I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard at Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas Zip Code says 75606 That's Dennis Beard Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas Zip Code 75606 R Visit our website, DennisBeard.org or SealingGodsPeople.org. Request your copy, eight DVDs, on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mention offer 1001. That's 1001 for your gift of $100 or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs, over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it 
or gift offer for this month. Gift offer 1001-1001. Request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or the website, dentispirit.org, or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.